0: This is Winning Cures Everything. Here's your host, Gary Seegers. Happy Tuesday. It is March 26th. I'm your host, Gary Seegers. You can follow me on Twitter at GaryWCE. You can follow the show at Winning Cures. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Everything. Hit subscribe on YouTube. Hit subscribe on the podcast. Leave some comments. Leave reviews. Share the show out. Tell everybody about it. Uh, we appreciate it. You joining in with us today, uh, let's go on and talk about the uh, the rundown for the show. Conor McGregor's retirement, we're going to go through everything that has happened today in regards to that. Uh, Eminem put out an AAF tweet yesterday. We'll discuss his ideas for the football league. Tony Romo wants $10 million, and Steve Prom, or Prom, or however you say it, uh, is he possibly off the board at Alabama? Uh, as a candidate for the men's basketball coaching job. The show, as always, brought to you by Tunica Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They have got six incredible sports books. You can find more information on them over at tunicatravel.com. Now let's jump into this. Connor McGregor retires. By the way, before we before we do that, no college basketball picks again today. Not a lot of games that I like. Uh Probably not going to give away picks again until the Sweet 16 on Thursday, unless Chris and I just decide to give out picks tonight when we record and I uh, and I upload the podcast. So we'll see. We're going to do a Sweet 16 preview and probably an Elite 8 preview, uh, but we'll get to that later on. Conor McGregor retirement this morning at 118 Central Time, excuse me, 1218 AM Central Time. He says, hey guys. Quick announcement, I've decided to retire from the sport formerly known as Mixed Martial Art today. I wish all my old colleagues well going forward in competition. I now join my former partners on this venture already in retirement. And he's talking about the Fertitta brothers there that actually sold the UFC to uh, the William Morris group. Uh, He said, proper pina coladas on me, fellas. Now, that goes out, and then, of course, you've got, like, Uh, Finn Balor, the WWE wrestler that joins in and says, see you at Mania, brother. All this kind of mess, right? One, the WWE stuff, McGregor would make more money off of one fight than he would doing WWE stuff. The highest paid WWE guy is Brock Lesnar. He makes like $12 million a year. I mean, are you kidding me? He's not going to WWE. So from there... McGregor could come in and do one fight this summer with UFC and make an absolute killing. Brett Okamoto, who works for ESPN, he reached out to Dana White after the retirement stuff. And Dana said this. He has the money to retire and his whiskey is absolutely killing it. It totally makes sense. If I was him, I would retire too. He's retiring from fighting, not from working. The whiskey will keep him busy and I'm sure he has other things he's working on. He has been so fun to watch. He has accomplished incredible things in this sport. I'm so happy for him, and I look forward to seeing him be as successful outside of the octagon as he was in it. This is all negotiating tactics, right? The UFC needs Conor McGregor. There's no other way to say it. They need Conor McGregor. He sets every record. He sets the bar. He wants to fight. He was just on uh, Jimmy Fallon the other night, discussing that he wants to fight. I mean, there's Cowboy Cerrone. There's Max Holloway. there's He even brought up Anthony Pettis. You know, he wants to fight. He really wants a Habib rematch, probably this fall. Or he might fight this July, like he's been talking about, and fight Diaz again or somebody else. Who knows? Whatever he does is going to be massive because he doesn't get in the octagon that much. So all of that's coming through. McGregor wants it to be on his terms. The, the latest rumor was that he wanted a fight with Cerrone, but UFC would not make it a headline fight, like a big-time pay-per-view main event, because it's not a title fight, which is bananas, because neither of the Diaz fights were title fights, and those were both headliners. So either way. The next thing that happens later this afternoon is the New York Times releases a story that says Conor McGregor under investigation over sexual assault accusation in Ireland. Now, the situation here, there's a woman. uh, McGregor has not been named in this because the laws in Ireland are completely different than they are over here. Uh, you can get slammed with libel and, uh, and privacy and, and whatnot, uh, invasion of privacy. But there's a woman that claims that McGregor assaulted her in December at a hotel outside of Dublin. Now, he has not been named in it because of what I just stated, but uh, McGregor's spokeswoman comes out to after the New York Times report and says, this story has been circulating for some time. It is unclear, uh, unclear why it's being reported now. The assumption that the Conor retirement announcement today is related to this rumor is absolutely false. Should Conor fight in the future, it must be in an environment where fighters are respected for their value, their skill, their hard work, and their dedication to the sport. Karen Kessler, spokesperson. That's all this was. It says, should Conor fight in the future, it must be in an environment where da 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 He's upset that... All of this work that he has put into the UFC is not letting him just do whatever he wants to in the UFC. He wants to pick his fight. He wants to pick the date. He wants to pick uh, everything about it. And the UFC is telling him, eh, we need it to work a little more on our terms. Which totally makes sense. This is all negotiating. McGregor has made so much money. He could absolutely retire if he wants to. He made enough off that one fight with Mayweather and off of the, the proper 12 whiskey that he could absolutely retire, and he's fine. He's got basically generational wealth right now. I mean, he's he's worth over $200 million. The guy is filthy rich. So, I'm good with that. But the statement coming out the way that it did after the uh, sexual assault allegations, etc., which, again... He has not been named in. They are just rumors for now. We'll see. Whatever. Um, but my guess is he'll be fighting in July. Like that's he'll he'll they'll come to some kind of an agreement. It'll be Diaz or Cerrone or Tony Ferguson or somebody like that. I wouldn't. I would imagine Tony Ferguson. But we'll move on to the next one. Eminem. Eminem actually tweeting about. The Alliance of American Football. Now, this is what he said the other night. Dear the AAF, please entertain this thought regarding the AAF Iron and at AAF Express game. So, that's Memphis and Birmingham that was on on Sunday night. Allowing the players to actually fight would be key to league success, like hockey. I would watch every game, even though there's no Detroit team yet. Hint, don't blow it. Sincerely, Marshall. Now, Eminem has got 22.5 million Twitter followers. And then Johnny Manziel shared that out. And he's got another however many, at which, you know what, I'll look that up right now. But, uh, let's see, Johnny Manziel, number of Twitter followers, he's got 2.15 million. That just lets you know that people are watching for Johnny Football. That's the way it goes, right? Eminem is even watching up in Detroit. The idea of letting players fight on the football field, I'm 100% in on. Now, no, it, it's not real football at that point. This sounds something more like what the, uh, uh, the XFL would do. But I'm okay with it. The, the idea of letting guys hash out problems on the field, totally fine. Makes it must-see TV. You want TV ratings to go through the roof? Let one of these get out on Twitter. A hundred percent, people are tuning into that, and I think people are tuning in anyway. Like it's it's done relatively well, but that is something that would uh that would definitely be interesting. I'm curious if the XFL or the Pacific Coast whatever league Pacific Pro League, if any of them decide to take Eminem's advice to heart. Now, granted, Eminem knows nothing, nothing about running a sports franchise or running a sports league, but He's right. It would definitely be entertaining and people would watch all the time. That's the main reason why most people watch hockey now. The majority of people that watch hockey have no idea what's happening. Just the facts. Just the facts. Tony Romo. Tony Romo wants $10 million. And I don't blame him. He already makes four. 2019 is the end of his three-year $12 million deal. I understand it. There's a rumor going around that if he doesn't get what he wants as far as a contract, he's good with just hanging it up. He's got other business ventures that he does. He would like to spend time at home with his wife and kids. Totally makes sense. Now, I think he gets to spend as much time at home with his wife and kids as he wants to right now. he's not. He doesn't have to do a ton of stuff. He's working one game a week. Totally reasonable, right? That's That's nothing crazy. But uh, let's let's look into what some of the other broadcasters make, right? The highest paid analysts are uh, Troy Aikman at Fox. He's making seven point five million a year. John Gruden, before that, uh, before he took over the Raiders' job, was making six point five million dollars per year. Neither of them are worth nearly what Tony Romo is. Romo is an absolute uh, genius in the analyst booth. He's fantastic. People tune in. Now, I think people would tune in to watch the games anyway, but he makes the broadcasts even more entertaining. You never hear complaining about Romo. You hear nothing but amazing things. I think CBS should probably pay this, because if they don't, ESPN will swoop in and steal him. Now, I think CBS, obviously, your numbers are still going to be big. I think pay the man. Absolutely pay the man. You want people paying attention and spreading news about your broadcaster, not somebody else's. You don't want to be uh, out there with, with somebody that gets complained about all the time because it just leaves a negative impact on your brand. If you're CBS, you already got this guy under contract, go out there, up his contract, make him realize that you want him, and you're good. So CBS, pay the man. Quit, quit messing around. Steve Prohm, Iowa State coach, he signed an extension through 2025 that effectively takes him off of the table so far as the Alabama job, right? And the rumors that I have heard, uh, or that have been told to me, David Hobbs, former Alabama coach, is, uh, is on his staff at Iowa State. I don't know that Hobbs would want to come back with him to Alabama. I also believe that that Prom, who was a manager under Hobbs, still feels like Hobbs got a raw deal. And I guess I could understand that. Now, Hobbs didn't exactly light the world on fire in Tuscaloosa. He had some good seasons. But after Antonio McDice, everything just kind of went downhill. So, with no Prom, the Montgomery Advertiser actually had an article up today uh, about the five options that, that he thinks, that whoever this writer is, uh, that he believes are the most likely. So his first one was Thad Mata. Totally makes sense, right? I mean, he's retired. If he comes back, okay. That sounds fine. Um, after that, it was Chris Beard, Texas Tech head coach. I think you're going to have to pay Chris Beard at least $5 million a year, if not more. You got to make him a top ten paid college basketball coach, and that depends on whether or not the uh, the brass and Tuscaloosa want to get out their pocketbooks. So we'll see. So after Chris Beard, then you've got Greg Marshall, who they went after the last time. This is the first year that Marshall has not made the NCAA tournament in the last eight seasons. I look, you went after him hard last time. You offered four million a year. He's making three point five. Again, you probably have to offer five to get him out of there. But he has, like, this was going to be a rebuilding year. Everybody knew that. But he has coached this team up. They are in the NIT. They're playing against Indiana tonight. Uh, one college basketball pick I'm, I will give you. I do like Wichita State plus four tonight. Indiana has not impressed at all in the NIT. Wichita State has looked really good. The rebounding is significantly better than it has been. But either way. Uh, if you go after Marshall again, you better go with an offer that he can't refuse, and you better hope that the uh, the Koch brothers uh, can't match it, right? And they could probably match whatever they want to, but do they want to match, you know, $5 million a year for a coach that couldn't get them to the NCAA tournament this season, right? So after that, they've got Mick Cronin. Again, he's making $2.2 million a year at Cincinnati. There were some rumblings that he was looking at leaving a couple of years ago, but he's an alum of Cincy. He's not leaving for anything other than like a top ten job. So a UCLA, Kentucky, um, North Carolina, Duke, Kansas, whatever. And then next up, they've got John Brandon. John Brandon, Northern uh, Kentucky head coach. We've talked about this before. He was the lead assistant under Anthony Grant. Um, I, what this tells me. Now he's from Kentucky. What this would tell me if they hired John Brandon is. They are not dedicated to the basketball program, right? They are not dedicated to opening the pocketbooks and fully investing the way that they need to to have a top tier program. You don't want to send that message to the fan base after you let go of Avery Johnson, unless it's just come out and whatnot that Avery absolutely wanted to get out of there and you basically had to had to pay him penny, or excuse me, pennies on the dollar. If that's the way it went down, if Avery Johnson really wanted out, then okay. I get that. But if you're firing Avery Johnson and giving him a huge buyout in order to go and play mid-major roulette, eh, I'll pass on that. Uh, Michael jumps in on YouTube. He said, TCU or Creighton? Look, Creighton's been really impressive. The game is at TCU. I'm not playing it because I don't like the line. I think it's like two and a half or three right now. I'm not playing it either way because there is no telling which team is going to show up. I do like Creighton more because they've been hotter as of late, but you never know who's motivated. Uh, you go on the road, I mean, crazy things happen, right? NIT is is just an absolute free for all, uh, but I do like I do like Wichita State. I'll give you that one. So yeah, the Alabama stuff uh, again. I would not expect anything on a new head coach for Vanderbilt. Alabama, uh, Texas A&M, anybody else until after the Final Four, regardless of whether Buzz Williams goes out tonight or Chris Beard goes out, or not tonight, uh, sorry, Thursday, um, or if Chris Beard goes out this weekend or whatever. I I believe the Final Four, where everybody meets up and talks about everything, I think that's what's going to go on whenever they get to Minneapolis. And so... I appreciate all you guys for tuning in. Thank you so much. If you would share out the show for me, tell everybody about it. Tell everybody you love the show. Uh, if you will comment back in, whenever uh, whenever this thing's over, let me know what works better for you. A morning show, you know, between ten and twelve, or an afternoon show between two and four. I'm gonna try and mess up the schedule a little bit and see which one works uh, easiest. It's always been easier for me to do the afternoon show. It gives me time to prep and whatnot. But, uh, but I can always prep the night before and do like a morning show and, and see what happens from there. So you guys let me know what you want to do. I appreciate you all for tuning in. Again, share out the show. Subscribe if you have not already. Uh, we love you, and we'll see you again tomorrow